When you post hunting photos on Instagram, they get censored. When you post on Go Wild, you get virtual fist bumps from fellow hunters. When you buy gear on Amazon, you gas up a billionaire spaceship. When you buy gear on Go Wild, we donate to a camp that teaches kids to hunt, fish, and shoot. See the difference? Go Wild is a free social community built by hunters for hunters. Join today at DownloadGoWild.com and I'll give you 10 bucks just for setting up your account. And you'll keep unlocking GoWild rewards as you share content because guess what? We like hunting pictures. Join at DownloadGoWild.com or in the App Store. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast, your home for all things outdoors in the Badger State. I'm your host, Josh Raley, and today we are chatting with Isaac Smith from Vector Custom Shop. Now, if you've not heard of Vector Custom Shop, uh, you've probably been living under a rock or at least haven't been researching arrows online recently. They have uh, put out a website with a calculator on it that essentially tells you exactly the weight of arrow that you need. In fact, you go in and you plug in your information such as your draw weight, your draw length, your preferred broadhead weight, what exactly it is that you're hunting, what kind of vein you want on there, and it basically spits out and tells you exactly the kind of arrow that is right for your setup. And they send it to you in the mail and you shoot it and things are good to go. They've got a really high success rate with this uh, calculator that they've got. And uh, I tell you, I'm super, super excited about it. Uh, their, their gear is also great for other reasons too. Their arrow called the Hammer, or the HMR, uh, is a thick walled carbon arrow, which is giving it a lot of durability. It also gives it uh, some nice weight, but it's also a really small diameter arrow. And best of all, Vector is a local company. They're based right here in Wisconsin. In fact, they're about 20 minutes down the road from me. And so uh, I'm pumped up. I'm hoping to be shooting those this coming fall. And uh, you may be wondering, like, why in the world would you be having on right now uh, an episode about arrows? And uh, the reason is because July and August is not the time to be thinking about arrows, right? Like uh, this is that time of year when uh, I sit back and I start thinking to myself, okay, what could I have done better this year? What could uh, have gone better? What of my gear performed like I wanted it to? And what of my gear didn't perform like I wanted it to? And it seems like from a lot of folks that I've been talking to, a lot of folks weren't super happy with their with their arrows. And, um, you know, I think a lot of that is because the heavy arrow craze, a lot of guys were maybe settling for less than perfect arrow flight. And so during the season that showed up, possibly in poor shots, possibly in just not getting the performance that they anticipated they would get out of the 650 or 700 grain spears they were hurling at deer. And so, uh, yeah, so I hope you're thinking about that now, what your arrow setup is going to be for next year, if you weren't happy with it last year. And I would highly recommend that you head over to Vector Custom Shop com and check out everything that they're offering there they've also got some cool stuff coming up uh, here in 2022 uh, some stuff is going to be hinted at here in the episode but can't really get into it right now i'm going to have these guys on as soon as they are free to talk about some of the really cool products that they've got coming up for next fall also need to announce the winner of our giveaway but in true podcaster fashion i'm going to make you wait till the end yeah, I'm going to make you wait to the end. Actually, no, I'm not. Okay, here's the winner of the giveaway of the package from Half Rack and the Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast. We teamed up for this uh, for this giveaway together. Uh, the, the winner is going to get a Half Rack snack pack. They're going to get a Half Rack decal. They're going to get a Half Rack vintage patch hat. They're going to get our new t-shirt, the hashtag Limhanger t-shirt, which is awesome super pumped about that they're going to get a decal from us as well so this is over a hundred dollars worth of gear going out to dramatic pause micah Oliveira. congratulations micah we'll be reaching out here in the next uh, little bit if we haven't already to get your information and find out where we need to be shipping all of this awesome stuff uh, i do want to say a big thanks to the guys over at half rack if you haven't already head over to half-rack.com and uh, check out some of the gear that they've got uh, out already uh, really great gear priced at a very very good price point 
And uh, I tell you, not a better group of guys around putting stuff out these days. So yeah, half-rack.com. Big thanks to those guys for helping us out with this giveaway. With all of that out of the way, let's go ahead and jump now into the conversation with Isaac Smith of Vector Custom Shop. All right, for this episode of the Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast, I am joined by Isaac Smith of Vector Custom Shop. How's it going, Isaac? Awesome. Thanks for having me, man. Hey, thanks for coming on. I, how, you know, I, I got to say, it, it's getting pretty chilly here in Wisconsin. And, yeah, uh, uh, one degree this morning where I woke up. <laughs> man, this, this is not normal for me yet. Uh, I've only been here for two years. I'm from Alabama originally. So oh, man. I'm still adjusting. I'm still adjusting. It, it's been, uh, mm-hmm. it's been a lot. So, uh, no kidding. Yeah. And you're right down the road from me. You're not too far away. So yeah, I didn't know that until we were just talking before recording, but it's probably only 20 minutes. Yeah. Next time we do this, we'll do it. <laughs> we'll do it in person. Sounds for sure. awesome. For sure. Sounds good. Well, let's, let's kick off with a little, a little, uh, profile kind of stuff. Like, where are you from? How did you get into hunting? Like, like who sure. is Isaac Smith? Oh man. Well, uh, I grew up in central Indiana, just North of Indianapolis. Um, and ended up in Wisconsin cause this is where my wife grew up. So we moved up here, <clears throat> I think six years ago and uh, it's been awesome. It was kind of a, an outdoors upgrade for me. Um, so, <laughs> and, uh, right when we moved here, that was kind of when I doubled down on bow hunting and, um, haven't really gun hunted again, you know, since, <laughs> since moving to Wisconsin and, um, just living in an area with a lot more public land and then, um, you know, just, uh, even, even fishing opportunities and stuff like we didn't, you don't have salmon and stuff like that in Indiana. So I was pretty stoked moving, moving to Wisconsin and, um, love the deer hunting, love the, the culture here and, uh, around hunting. And yeah, it's been, it's been fun, but, um, I quit, uh, my job right around when we moved here to Wisconsin as well. And, I was, uh, doing video production for a couple of years before starting vector. So, um, yeah, learned, learned a lot, um, you know, quote unquote, running my own business. It was pretty much just me and some contractors, but, you know, filming commercials and filming content for other companies and kind of, you know, through rubbing shoulders with different companies that we were surveying, like figuring out what what I'm going to do kind of long-term and what unique opportunities are available in whatever market I'd want to be in. And obviously I, I wanted to work in the outdoor industry. I wanted to find a way to, you know, have to go hunt more and test things and, and rub shoulders with people who were excellent hunters and learn from them. And, and, you know, that's, it's something that I want our kids to grow up, you know, doing and, so what better way than, you know, find a, find a niche in the outdoor industry that we could do something meaningfully different. in. um, so that's kind of how I ended up in arrows. Cause you know, there's a lot of innovation happening around bows and, uh, you know, other areas of outdoor tooling, but not much innovation happening around arrows. So, um, we've really, really only kind of have a, had a proof of concept out available to the market so far, but this year's going to be gangbusters. Yeah. A lot of, a <laughs> lot of new stuff coming. So man, that's, very excited to that's awesome. <laughs> that's all, you know, Thanks, man. we talked for the first time, I think it was back during the summer. I can't remember, but we just, yeah. it was just a quick chat and sure. dude, you were absolutely slammed. Like we tried to kind of work out a time that we could chat more and it was just like, yeah. dude, I'm all over the place. And I was kind of busy too, but I was like, man, all right, I'll catch back up with that guy later. So how, how are things yeah, at the shop man. now? <laughs> I'm sorry about that. No, it's yeah, all no, good. It's, it's, uh... You guys were like, you guys were like in the middle, you were about to travel. You were in the middle yeah. of getting a bunch of orders out and you were trying to hire people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so it was nuts. <clears throat> It, it was, it's, it was kind of a crazy spike right around August of, well, July. Yeah. Beginning of July of 2021. And I started Vector in February of 2020. So it had been just over a year that I had been 
you know, operating, but it was like super chill. I, I could fulfill most orders by myself, um, had one or two helpers fletching arrows, but they weren't even like employees. They were just, you know, uh, contractors, like or basically friends I paid as contractors, like when, when I needed it. And it was, you know, not, not really, um, profitable. Cause I was ordering so little materials that it cost, you know, a lot to order materials. And, uh, so summer of 2021 comes around, we somehow score a contract with the hunting public. And first time they posted on Instagram that we made them like a hunting public edition arrow with their branding on it. Um, it was just like, uh, I just, you know, sat by the computer and could hear ka-ching, 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 ka-ching. <laughs> like, and the whole time I'm thinking, you know, we, we set a cap like where we'd be sold out at cause that's what we had materials for. And, and I had like sold, sold my car to get more arrow shafts and like just crazy stuff like that in preparation. But, um, you know, it was just all in, you know, and, um, but then it was a problem of, okay, now we have to assemble all these to fit the user specs and all that stuff. So I think I had at that point, two full-time employees just fletching arrows all day. And it, I need, I needed like eight or something like that. And, and nobody wants to work right now. So, so, um, <clears throat> I was, um, the, the two of the guys from THP came to the shop to just talk about some stuff. Cause uh, a couple of them are, are local. They're here in Wisconsin. And, and they were like, well, if you need to hire more people, like we know that's tough. Like we'll just, we'll make another Instagram post and say that you're hiring. And so, you know, and I, I'd been advertising for help. I'd been asking, you know, people in the drive through at Taco Bell, like, Hey, you want a different job? Like it's, I was desperate. Dude, recruiting and, uh, at Taco Bell, man, that's, uh, it was, yeah, I was desperate. <laughs> and like, I was working a million hours. Like when the, the guys in the, in the, that were fletching, you know, would clock out. Like I, it's like, I have to get another 30 orders built, you know, I'm going to be here all night, you know? So, but that's how it goes. You know, it's, um, I don't know. It was a crazy time. And then, uh, so they made a post. We had like 36 applications in, in the first day and they were all, well, I mean, probably at least two thirds of them were local, like in driving distance. And we hired, I think the first 12 people who showed up <laughs> and, um, you know, that it was, it was, somewhat seasonal work. So like we don't have, um, 12 people on at this point, uh, it's still very small, um, lean operation. I think we've got, um, probably nine people, um, on the, the team right now. So, um, cause it has slowed down and, uh, we're, we're learning. I've, I have a lot to learn, you know, it's, it's a, it's been a crazy experience for sure, but the whole fall was just explosive. We were slammed. Um, yeah. And I, and somewhere in there, I snuck in a Montana trip and, um, found a partner to run operations. Um, you know, had to find people, find, find people to turn this into a, a real company for lack of a better term. <laughs> turn, turn this into <laughs> a real just, company you know, now. Yeah. So it's, that's been the evolution of, uh, you know, vector over the last six months, eight months, like scrapping to figure out how to, um, provide this great value that we promised our customers and not keep them waiting forever. The lead, lead times were really challenging. Like when it was never about materials, it was never about shipping, like through 2020. Yeah. Like I was ordering, you know, maybe a, a thousand shafts at a time, um, to build everybody's arrows. And sometimes shipping would be estimated at two weeks and it would take six weeks 
And that was frustrating because it was COVID, all the COVID shipping mess. But, but once uh, THP kind of blew us up, um, it was just labor. You know, we had all the parts, but like we don't have enough hours in the day to build everybody's arrows, you know? So um, at this point we're building our own machinery to manufacture better and faster. Um, that's, that's a crazy whole other crazy rabbit hole and learning experience building a manufacturing process and, you know, proprietary tooling and whatever. And, um, and we've also been putting hundred percent of cash earned, uh, back into building a catalog, building a couple other products where we think there's a, there's a hole we can fill. So yeah, it's gonna, that's all coming in the, in the next few months here. That's incredible. You know, I, I wanted to have you guys on in the fall, but I, it, if, if anything, it probably would have made, uh, your situation worse, uh, getting, getting more orders in. <laughs> Maybe. But as I thought yeah. about it, I'm like, you know what, this is the time of year where people are kind of coming off of their season and they're either happy with their equipment or they're not right. They're either yes, happy with the way their arrows sure. have shot or performed, or they're not happy with them. And honestly, sure. August is not when you need to be buying your arrows. Uh, no, you, you need to you need to be ordering them <laughs> now or yeah. February so that March, April, May, you can be getting dialed in. You can be shooting. You can be building that confidence because it's, it's more than just about making sure you can hit something. It's about that confidence. I know that this arrow is going to perform every single time. And uh, not only have I shot absolutely not only have I shot targets with it, but I've shot, uh, you know, logs with it and i know it's not going to shatter into a million pieces and i've shot yes. it through a metal building like you guys did the other day apparently that was <laughs> yeah oh my gosh <laughs> yeah we need, that was on the instagram story the vector instagram um ben our um r&d guy he shot it he had a accidental release boat he was shooting my bow and he's got about five inch longer draw length than me and so he wasn't used to the draw curve or whatever and punched the trigger halfway drawn. So he wasn't even drawn all the way back and uh, arrow just zipped right over the target and through the, the wall of our shop warehouse here. <laughs> so that was pretty, pretty hilarious. We'll have to get that up on YouTube too. Somewhere. Yeah. Um, so what's but, your, yeah, it, what's your draw? Link? Yeah. <laughs> what's your draw link? He's Mine's 27 and a half. 27, okay. So he's got a long, yeah. He's a 32. Zip. That plays into yeah. a question that I want to ask in a little bit. That's why I'm asking um, as we start sure. talking about optimal arrow weights and that sort of thing, especially for guys yeah, with for a shorter sure. draw who aren't quite pushing as much uh, energy. Yeah, it's it's definitely something I'm currently changing my mind on, actually. And uh, so that, I'd love to share kind of the, you know, the things that I find important and not. Um, but I should mention also, really uh the defining difference that i wanted to build vector with was um ease of use and arrows can be confusing for people um so i wanted to build a dynamic spine calculator on the website that you could just that you could punch in your specs your draw length draw weight broadhead weight um and it should spit out the ideal arrow based on, based on like what shaft you're selecting and, um, what game type you're going for, things like that. Like I wanted, uh, to build that tool because it exists elsewhere in like tools like pinwheel or archer's advantage. Um, but pretty much if you're using archer's advantage to find out, you know, exactly the point weight that's going to tune for your shaft and your bow and all the other elements like um then you you kind of don't if you're if you're using a tool like that then you're 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 probably not um in desperate need of <laughs> um what we're doing on our website um but i mean a lot of people still love the product and they'll still come by it anyway because it's an awesome arrow it's unique in in itself so um but you can basically go through the tool on the website and then hit add to cart and it's, it's done. And you have an arrow that is, um, 90 to 95% uh, 
um, sure to tune really well out of your bow. Um, and I'd say 90 to 95% because not because, um, five to 10% of people don't get them to tune, but because maybe 5% of people follow up and say, Hey, it's really close. Uh, how do we get it to a hundred? And then, uh, I think, I think our, I don't, I shouldn't speak out of turn, like as far as success rate, getting things to fly perfect, but it's like unbelievable, like almost zero customers over the last year, you know, where we built arrows for thousands and thousands of people, um, weren't able to get them to fly like crazy good. So because that calculation is, is taking into account, um, so many different factors to get an arrow that tunes really good for you. And they're all manually spine aligned. Um, so you get a really consistent set of arrows. So the, the accessibility to a, a better setup, that's really what, um, the, the whole goal was. Um, and then if you create an account on the website, when you're running low on arrows, you can just log into your account, go to past orders, order more of the exact same thing. Not have to change your bow, not have to change your tape. Um, so once you're happy with the setup, it's like, you know, I, I, I have that feeling too. Like even now I, I change things up pretty often because I, you know, I'm experimenting with different arrow weights and shafts and things, and especially with new product development. But, um, it's like this nasty feeling when you have two or three arrows left and you love, you love this setup and you're hitting the woods with two arrows. It's like, ah, I'm going to have to redo like my whole setup when I build new arrows, you know? <laughs> yep. Oh dude, I am, so, I am right there. Like as we speak, yeah. yeah like as we speak. So it's like, <laughs> this is timely for me. And man, I gotta say, I, I gotta say one, this one thing that I, I want to draw to the attention of those who are listening, like there have been a lot of startups in the hunting industry over the last two years, let's say COVID yeah. COVID has been very bad for shipping, but it has been very yeah. good for the hunting industry in a lot of ways. Like a lot of folks yes. are just doing better than they ever have before in the hunting industry. So, yeah. but the thing that I've seen with these startups is quality control issues all over the place. And I'm not going to name any names, but holy smokes, the quality control issues that I'm seeing from startup companies. <clears throat> and I'm like, that's the thing you can't do as a startup. Like, like there's a lot of things you can mess up yeah. on and that's not it. You know, like lead times, people will forgive yeah. you for lead times. People understand lead times, yeah. quality control. When they get their stuff, you can't do that. And I haven't seen any of that from you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I'll share, I'll share the big hiccup we had. Um, because I, I'm betting even some of your listeners experienced this. <laughs> uh -oh. It was kind of a, a brief catastrophe. Um, but because of, um, supply chain stuff through COVID, um, the manufacturer that was creating our wraps, um, changed materials without telling us. Oh. And we were just ordering more of the same, um, and didn't catch that the adhesive was different, that, um, the, the UV coating that was like a UV coating on a vinyl wrap is basically like, so if it's left out in the sun, um, the UV light doesn't, uh, fade the printing on the vinyl. So things had changed and it, it just like completely did not work with the vein adhesive we were using and the way we were prepping the shaft with, you know, chemicals to remove oil and stuff before putting the wrap on like, and it held up, you know, the arrows held up through our quality control. And then when we put them in a box and it was crazy humid in August, the wrap would peel up. Oh man. You know? So uh, it, it, you know, people every day, it, it was a full-time job, if not more to just try to keep up with, uh, people whose wraps were peeling off and, you know, we immediately ditched that, uh, material once we, you know, it didn't take long to narrow down. Um, and it was an extremely expensive 
yeah. fixed where we're like rented around to like printing shops, like within driving distance, like trying to get, um, the material we had been using before and, and pulled it off. I think everyone is happy. I think everyone got replacement arrows and like we tried to go above and beyond, but like when you have, when you're getting like thousands of orders for the first time and you have like two people trying to like clean up the mess, like, wow, that was, uh, that was hard. <laughs> so in the spirit of transparency, uh, tried, I think everybody's happy. I think <laughs> definitely, uh, try, it was damage control. It, it was like, definitely felt like, wow, we're getting really thrown in the deep end here right at the kickoff, you know, of people actually knowing about vector and watching vector that <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah. Well then that's a big difference because <clears throat> you know, I've, I didn't even know you guys had had a quality control issue. So you know, the, <laughs> well, good. At, at least you uh, <clears throat> tried to clean it up. It sounds like you cleaned it up and made people happy because I'm seeing the others all over social media and I'm part of a lot of different forums and I'm seeing people in the forums talking about all the different products and, and you guys never came up so much so that I'd never even heard about it. So, Hey, well, that's awesome. Good job. Cleaning I appreciate it up. that feedback. I mean, most people are shocked to like hear that, but, um, I mean, it's, that's the main reason that now we're, we're, um, anything we can have, have our hands on to, um, maintain quality control ourselves like we're we're taking every step to you know keep things in house where we're assembling things we're you know looking at every piece of every product that goes out because it's like you know if we if we outsourced um fletching to china which we've experimented with like yeah it cuts our labor and down by 90 percent to for them to just Fletcher arrows for us and they do a great job, but what if something's wrong with the wrap? You know, and then we have a pallet full of arrows we can't sell, you know, and thousands and thousands of dollars, like, you know, that we have inventory we can't sell. <laughs> so we have to, uh, we're, we're learning a lot about manufacturing and lean manufacturing and being efficient and focusing on the value that customers come to us for. Um, and cutting out all the other, you know, BS, like where it's a very minimal product, a very high quality product. We don't spend money on anything that like we wouldn't care about. Like there's no fancy graphic on the shaft. There's no, um, really excessive branding or anything like on a, a box or carton that, you know, costs an extra couple bucks like that's stuff that we are going to this year um but it just hasn't made sense yet so we're not you know trying to spend money on what people don't come to us for which is just a great arrow that is built to fit you and perform really well in a hunting scenario so does that make sense <laughs> oh man absolutely and it you know if it it really feeds right into the second thing that i wanted to bring up about you guys is I'm the kind of guy that for up to this point in my hunting career, I enjoy, um, I enjoy, let's say, uh, I enjoy the hunt. I enjoy scouting. I enjoy all kinds of things. I love shooting my bow. I love all kinds of stuff when it comes to hunting, figuring out arrows is not one of them. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, like, sure. like I, to <laughs> me, to me, honestly, weapons have always been a tool, right? Like guns, guns sure. are cool, but they're a tool. Bows are cool, but they're a tool for me. Arrows are cool, but they're a tool. I feel like, I feel like a carpenter can be a good carpenter without understanding the ins and outs of building a hammer and like what makes for a quality hammer. They just got to know that the yeah. hammer they got works well for them. And that's kind of where I'm at when it comes to yeah. archery equipment. Right. And so when I saw yes. the calculator that you guys put online, I was like that, like, that's what I want. <laughs> I want something that I can type my stuff into and it comes to me as good quality and it's going to perform well for my purposes without me having to yeah. understand all the ins and outs. Cause man, I went down the rabbit hole watching YouTube videos of some, some people who talk a lot about arrows. We'll, we'll just leave it 
there and and holy smokes man the the community can't even agree with it with itself with all the different opinions of what makes for a quality arrow and what you should do and what your setup should be like and what's going to tune and what's not going to tune and why it's not tuning from your bow and whether you should tune the arrow to the bow or the bow to the arrow or all this crazy stuff and i'm like that's exhausting i want to i want i want vector to do it <laughs> you know what i mean like i to do I wanna, it for me that's right that's yeah. right and i want to shoot them and i want them to shoot okay like i want them to shoot yeah. well well for me in my in my scenario so I, w- I would love for you to tell me about what makes uh vector arrows at this point a quality product like what sets you guys apart yeah besides this algorithm which i think is a is a tremendous service to hunters and besides the fact yeah. that you're not a big box store you're a you're a company where I can call and talk to a real life person, right? Also though, you've got quality products. So what makes these arrows that, that you guys are putting out of a higher quality and what kind of innovation have you guys brought to the market in the actual arrow itself? Yeah, great question. Okay. So, um, I, the original idea was actually, to build the calculator, but then have like other brands products as an option for like, once you performed the calculation, it could spit out, you know, different arrow bills with like black Eagle shafts or, you know, stuff that's already available on the market. But that pretty quickly uh, evolved into, well, why would you just sell everybody else's stuff? You can, it's pretty easy to like make a shaft and why not make it different or, you know, meaningfully different while you're at it. So, um, I was really liking shooting micro shafts, um, like the VAP, um, or the, the deep impact from black Eagle, like, um, thought those were great arrows. And I thought, um, ethics, ethics archery was making really good components for, um, micro shafts that made them more durable, made them not explode, like some of the victories and things like that. So, um, I was thinking, how do we just make a micro shaft that doesn't break? Um, and so the hammer was the answer and I feel really blessed to have, uh, accidentally created a product that we keep finding benefits to the way it was made. Um, and at first we, we kind of, we just, it, it was an accident. So I don't, I don't know how else to say it. It wasn't, it's not cause we're smart. Um, we're learning on the back end, like, okay, this is, we really like this arrow so much. Like, why is it so forgiving? Why does it just feel different when you shoot it? Like it, it's, it, I can't really put words into it, but, um, what I wanted was a thick walled micro shaft. So if you hold up, you know, look at the knock end without the knock on and you look at the hammer next to, um, any other micro shaft, any other 0.166 inner diameter shaft, it's just like the hammer is, you know, sometimes like it looks like twice the thickness of the wall. Right. And on the outer diameter, it almost feels like a 204 shaft (laughs) because it's so, um, stout. So the additional material, you know, makes it heavy, makes it very durable. Um, but now what we're finding is because to achieve, achieve that weight and stiffness ratio, um, we had to use a very low modulus carbon fiber which, uh, is interesting because lower modulus carbon fiber is more forgiving. So there, you know, and the higher modulus carbon you go towards something that's very light, but stiff, that's where you get into like the, the VAP elites and things like that, that, um, they are light at a lower spine. So like you can get a 250, 300 spine shaft that's very light um, because it's a high modulus carbon and they're great arrows but it also the higher modulus you go the more brittle they become so building the toughest micro shaft led us to the low modulus carbon but we got 
a lot of forgiveness with that as well. The, the, it's very, very ductile. So that was uh, a happy discovery. Um, and it kind of explained some of the feedback we were getting initially was this is such a forgiving arrow in terms of tuning. Um, there's such a wide window of like how you can adjust your point weight and you can still tune it so easily and more so than other arrows. It, it gave you a, just a massive tuning window. So that's also what lent it, lent it to using this tool where we're not with people doing their setup, but taking down minimal information, draw length, draw weight, point weight. We can give you an arrow that tunes um, overwhelmingly, you know, often. <laughs> so uh, that, that uh, the, the shaft was a happy discovery. And then uh, the components, we've used ethics components and uh um there's some more coming on that uh around the march timeline so um we're gonna do some there's there's a lot of innovating to be done around uh our current system and then a couple of aero systems that we're really excited to get out there in the world that do different things than a hammer um but that, that forgiveness and durability was really key to, to focus on. So, um, and then we're four fletching as a standard, um, everything's four fletched, um, and everything is like straight one degree, right offset on the veins. And that, that, uh, this is something we're also changing. So I, I, I don't, I'm, at this point, like even in the last couple of weeks, to be honest, like we're reviewing data points from customers who have been successful or unsuccessful or um, whatever feedback we've, we've collected. Um, and we're looking at making changes. So this is a, <laughs> I don't even really know how to uh, clearly um, talk about it. Uh, just yet, but what we're working on as a company is releasing updates in generations. So the hammer generation one is what's available right now. When gen two comes out, we're going to make these three meaningful changes, right? And here's why. So adding a little bit of helical might be one of those changes that, um, you know, we didn't want to add helical originally and we wanted to keep it almost a straight vein. It's only one degree offset because that kept it quiet. Um, and research shows that, you know, there's tons of research showing that deer, duck, and arrow, uh, because of the sound of the arrow, not because of the sound of your bow releasing, you know? So we wanted to keep that arrow as quiet as possible, especially because the hammer is often a very heavy arrow. Um, it's not moving as fast, so it had to be quiet. Right. <clears throat> so, and that was, that was effective. It's a very quiet arrow relative to others. So, um, but now we ditched our high profile vein and we have a mid profile and a low profile. So with those, with the less surface area on the vein, you can get away with putting a helical on it and it's not any louder. So it's, it's those things that we're kind of evolving the product. And, and I don't, I don't want to just sell you a, a box of arrows that's, you know, it's, it's never going to change it, it. These things, they should be getting better as we continue doing research and, and giving our own product upgrades. Right. And especially with, um, something like an aero system. I feel like there's like, like I said at the beginning, there's just a lot of innovation to be done. And we, I don't want to put a product out there and say that we're done. We're done with this one that it'll never change, you know? <laughs> so, so hopefully gen two, uh, hammer, uh, comes out towards the end of quarter one, beginning of quarter two. Um, and that will have, better durability, better knock, um, 
better vein options. Um, and for a reason, and we'll, we, we shoot everything out of a, a shooting machine out to very long distances and watch how changes in velocity and control of the veins and, you know, all of the above. Um, and there's a couple of crazy smart guys that we have access to now that help us with that. Like, I'm not smart enough to do that stuff. Like I, I'm listening to some very smart people who say, here's this tiny little change you could make that would be an improvement. Right. <laughs> and we've kind of silently made a couple of those, like removing the high profile vein, that fusion X or uh, fusion two, the high point. Um, it was just too much drag, um, for most, most people's setups. And at a really long distance, if you shoot to a hundred yards, that, that excess drag causes a little bit of parachuting and it might fly perfect out to 50, 60, which is, you know, the most 98% of our users ever did. Right. But by making that mid profile, the fusion X two, um, a standard, and then giving you the option to go to a small profile, the, the SL or the super low, um, <clears throat> that was an improvement that we just didn't want to wait for gen two to make the change. So we just did it, you know? So I, I, I gotta tell you if, uh, if I'm ever good enough to notice a little bit of parachuting at a hundred yards, I'm going <laughs> to be real happy. Like, heck yeah. yeah. Me too. <laughs> I, I, and, and that's why it's like when, uh, David Williams is kind of a, a mentor around here. He's, he's consulted in the archery industry for decades, you know, was, a, a was a big, um, part of developing heavy arrow products when, and we're not necessarily like a heavy arrow company. Um, but the hammer is a heavy arrow product. And, um, so he, uh, he, he can speak in formulas and equations for an hour and, and I'm just lost, you know, but you know, people like that who, um, I've, our team has access to, and they've been very involved and, um, and Ben, our R and D guy, he wrote, uh, he and David wrote the algorithm that's on the website. And, um, there's a lot of new stuff coming around that, um, uh, tool as well. So yeah, it, it's, it's cool. They, they bring, they bring these little things to me and, and, uh, I'm just like, man, I don't, I don't know how I'd ever have come to that conclusion by just, um, using the product, you know, in the wild, <laughs> so to speak. But it's like the, it's the little stuff that adds up, you know, and, and, uh, we're trying to, trying to make the best performance, um, the most accessible option, right. So it's, it's compounding all those little things that make it a little bit better. And, and as we, as we get towards generation two, like developing those, those things that take it a little bit further, make it a little easier to tune, make it a little better, um, and forgiveness and flight and durability. Like it's, it's exciting. Yeah, so, man, that's good stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I honestly, I, <clears throat> for the first good while of my bow hunting career, I always felt like, you know, high performing options were out of reach for me because I, I'm not yeah. a bow nerd because I don't, you know, I'm not going to, necessarily sure. you know do my own arrows up in my garage or that kind of thing like sure. i was the kind of guy i'm going to run down to cabela's and i'm going to buy whatever box is on the shelf yeah. probably for the cheapest <laughs> whatever they've got on sale sure. during the deer event uh for the year and i'm going to try to make yeah. my bow shoot those in a decent way and uh man lots of frustration sure. lots of difficulty but also feeling like unless i'm going to sink 100 hours into this this is as good as it's going to get for me yeah and and part of bow hunting, like this is where there's some conflict for me is we love bow hunting because we love to get close. The, the, the adrenaline of being 20 yards from your target, you know, is that's the addiction, right? So I don't want to build tools that give people this false confidence. They can, you know, send it at 80 yards. <laughs> um, so there's, that's a, point of 
conflict for me, I guess a little bit, but, but still like, I love shooting out to 80 yards. Like I'm not the best archer. Um, I'm nowhere close, you know, I'm, I'm learning. Um, but to have confidence, that kind of confidence, it's like, I'm still going to cap my shots on a whitetail at 40 or whatever. Um, uh, but I just, yeah, the, the confidence is really the, the result that you're after, you know, um, in a situation, hunting situation where it's like, I'm not even thinking about where the arrow is going to go. Right. Because I, because I know. Yeah. Well, that that's so. the big, that's the big thing that, right. Like when you're in the woods and your target steps out, whatever that is, and you draw back. Yeah. And when you're thinking, like when you're thinking can shift from, I hope I hit this deer <laughs> to, or I hope yeah. I hit it. I hope I hit him good to, I sure. know I'm going to hit him good. And I know my For arrow sure. is going to get good penetration. I know it's not going to snap in half on impact, you know, or, right. or stick and then snap as soon as he pulls his leg back necessarily. Like, like that's huge. Right. It's a long way. Yeah, that's big. It's just, waiting for the right opportunity. Um, but then when the opportunity comes, ideally you have confidence that, you know, what's going to happen. So. That's right. That's right. So I, yeah. I want to dive into this piece just a little bit. You've got a 27 and a half inch draw, which isn't, yeah, that's not a lot. Uh, and I'm, I'll, I'll I'm be a shrimp. Yeah, man. Mine's 26 and a half. So 26 and a half. Okay. Yeah. So I've got a pretty short right on. 26 and three quarters. <laughs> there we go. Well, give me three quarters. Uh, so I have a pretty short draw and, uh, you know, as you know, um, heavier arrows moving to heavier arrows, uh, changes your trajectory pretty significantly and, and it can have an impact. So how have your thoughts, and you said we're not a heavy arrow company, but we have a heavy arrow product. So how have your thoughts on heavy <laughs> arrows, um, changed over the last bit of time like like where are you at right now and, yeah. and for a guy like me what are you saying is like here's what you need as foc because if i watch youtube and i walk away with less than 25 percent foc i'm not sure i can kill a deer you know what i mean like yeah. they, they yeah. basically left Dude. me wondering like can i even do it and then i go watch other shows and they're like you know who cares put this 48 grain three and a half inch cut mechanical on your, you know what I mean? Like sure. just extremes are out there. So what are your thoughts? So it's a very interesting thing to now have data points to look at. We have enough customers that you can extrapolate data. You can see, you know, trends and assume from trends, what is making people successful or not. Um, and really, um, the, the hammer is, is for the average guy going to be between five and 600 grains, the way that our, our uh, website's going to build it for you. And I, I, I believe you're not gaining anything past 550 at this point, um, except for <laughs> confidence, right? Like, uh, at past 550 grains, you're buying that arrow most likely because you want to know that when the deer moves and the arrows in flight, it will still go through anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think of, uh, um, Greg Tubbs. I don't know. Do you know Greg Tubbs? Uh, we've, we've talked just a little bit on Instagram and okay. uh, we need yeah, to, cool. I need to connect with him a bit more. He's a great guy. Great hunter lives up the road in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin here. And he's, uh, on another podcast he's hosting another podcast yep the okayest hunter but the okayest hunter podcast plug um they uh greg shot a doe I, I this story just sticks out of my mind because he's he's local i thought you might know him, but he shot a doe that was like on higher alert um i don't remember the range but uh the doe spun towards him when he released and it went in like a you know below its jaw and he got like a full like long ways body pass through on a doe like came out its back leg. So literally head to butt, you know, um, I, I love stories like that. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah. sure is about a 600 grain arrow, but, um, with a, with the iron wheel head on it. Um, but I think, I think about that now. And I think like if that arrow was a hundred grains less, if it was a 500 grain arrow and it had the iron wheel head on it, I believe 
wholeheartedly would have done the same thing, you know, and he would have had better trajectory too. Um, so I don't know. My, my thinking has shifted from like total arrow weight being the reason that that works and that result happens to, I'm thinking more about the head now and that head stayed sharp all the way through, you know, every bone and bit of hair and fat, um, all the way through the back leg, like that head staying sharp. I think that's, you know, an extremely high priority. I don't know if I'd say number one or number two, but like it's tied up there at the top along with perfect arrow flight and the arrow not breaking. Like if you have an arrow that flies perfectly, which is important because if it doesn't fly perfectly, you're just bleeding off all the energy on the way to the target. Right. Um, and you have a head that stays sharp um, and you have components that don't break. Like, I mean, th that's, that's the, the, I mean, I'm, I'm describing the arrow that a lot of light arrow guys use with great success. Like, um, you know, you're going to pay for them because if you want light components that don't break, you're, you're getting a very high quality materials, right? Um, it's not aluminum 11 grain inserts in a, in a cheap arrow, you know, you're going to get, uh, you know, it's a, it, you're going to pay for it. So, um, the, the heavy arrow thing is kind of, I think misunderstood pretty widely because everybody looks at the Ashby reports. Um, and Ed Ashby is an amazing man and has accomplished a ton. Like you think of, you know, what he's done for bow hunting across the globe. Like he, he got the all PR around bow hunting changed because of Ed Ashby. Like it wasn't even legal or seen as an ethical way to hunt in like across most of Africa and Russia, like he, he legalized bow hunting, um, across Africa. Like that, that's pretty cool. So huge accomplishments, but at the same time, like he hunted with a longbow, you know? Um, and he wasn't extremely thorough in, or, or not thorough. I mean, he killed a lot of stuff. Um, he had a lot of data points, but it wasn't extremely objective. Like he kind of, he kind of propped up his assumptions in a lot of testing, um, which is a lot to get into right now, <laughs> but, but, uh, we have these modern bows. It's like, you're putting so much more energy into that arrow and it is, um, uh, it's a different animal entirely. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, uh, my, my mind is changing. You know, at first I, I had all the confidence in the world cause I shot a 600 grain arrow, you know, but now I have all the confidence in the world because I have great trajectory, you know, and I am going to put that arrow right where I want it. Um, not that you can't with a heavy arrow, but if you like, I've, uh, the last two years, I have gotten out West to elk hunt and there's been a couple times, um, where like, uh, and I, I was unsuccessful both years, <laughs> my first, my first times elk hunting Colorado. And then this last year, Montana, but it's like, I shoot a single pin site, right. Or it's the spot hog with the, the two pins. And, uh, it is nerve wracking, man, to, to get your range, you know, 56 yards on an elk that's freaking moving. Right. And it takes that elk no time to move 10 yards. So then I have to adjust and draw and get a shot off before I'm holding over too far one way or another. Right. Um, that, that anxiety, like in the moment, it's always going to be there. Uh, cause you're shooting an arrow, like, <laughs> but it can be a lot less if you know that 10 yards difference is only six inches instead of 16 inches. Right. Um, so it is a very personal decision is the answer. Um, are you, are you taking, uh, what, what kind of shots are you taking? What kind of, 
application are we building in arrow for? Like those are things that vector is working on asking the right questions so we can give you a purpose built arrow. And, and if it's a little lighter, then it has to not break. It still has to fly perfectly. Um, and faster arrows can be harder to tune, you know? So what head are you putting on it? Like maybe we need to, uh, work on heads that fly real good, real fast, you know? So I don't know. Um, does that make sense or I just yeah. totally ramble? No, <laughs> man, that's so, that's so good. Lots of big questions out there too, because, you know, I went into this season, had a new arrow set up right around 550 grains because I had, I had from all the reading and watching and listening that I'd done, I had come to a similar conclusion past 550. I don't, you know, I can shoot a deer with 750 grains, but it's not going to be any more dead than, than it with 550. But I shot some big name broadheads that are made very popular from people in the heavy arrow crowd. And both broadheads that I recovered were eaten up when I pulled them. Really? Oh, they were the, the, you can, you can see a picture on, uh, on Instagram of the edge, just totally chipped all along from, from both of these heads. And they were not like bone smashing shoulder hits that should have yeah. that should have come out just totally mutilated. Yeah. Um, it, it's a it's a weird thing when you hit the squishy stuff and that still happens, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, yeah. I, I'm left thinking like <laughs> okay, like like there are other things at work here that I need to take into account for the next year and uh yeah, broadhead is one of them. So um Sure. But yeah. Um, we're so working on broadheads. I was full disclosure. Oh, dude, I was just about to ask that. Or <laughs> is that a is that a thing that you guys see in your future? Big time. Yes. A lot of people have asked for them because we can we can apply the same user experience to broadheads, right? Um, <clears throat> depending on what you're doing and what error we're giving you, how big of a cut gives you confidence, or you know, are you shooting a little further distance? You need a little different kind of profile. It's like, um, there's things to take into account with broadheads, same as arrows, right there. And it's, it's a, it's a jungle of information out there. Nobody knows who to trust. So, um, yeah, so we've developed more of a broadhead system that I can't tell you like the special sauce around it yet, but that's all I'm right. Real. I'm really excited to show them to you, uh, when the time comes, but, but it's, it will be a, a, a essentially a broadhead that you can experiment with and you can find for yourself what matters and what doesn't um, because you can, you'll be able to change things on it. I, so, I, I will say, I hope, fun. I hope that I don't have to, I hope that I can buy replaceable blades for said broadhead. <laughs> and I, man, I, would I can really, tell you that's, that's going to happen for sure. Because yeah. man, sharpening is just for the birds. I, I don't have the time <laughs> or the desire to do that. Like that's just, I, I, I rank that up there with figuring out my own arrow weights, right? Like I, I'm not, yeah. I don't want to do that. I want, I want something to do it for me. And, and yeah. also, you know, I, I like and appreciate fixed blade heads, but I really want to see a high quality, very durable mechanical. I'm with you, man. I, I would have thrown up in my mouth saying that a year ago, but now it's like, Okay. There's, and there's a couple of really good mechanicals out there. Like evolution makes the the hide. Have you seen that one? No. Oh man. Yeah. Evolution outdoors maybe. Yeah. I just bought some of them there. It's the guy who started Grim Reaper. And after he sold it, he started evolution. Are those the set that's and like a hundred bucks for three? They're not cheap. Uh, I don't think they're a hundred bucks. I did see some very, some really heavy mechanicals online. Yeah, they make a, a one twenty five and maybe a one fifty grain mechanical. Okay, that might have been them. It, yeah, a lot of people love them. I just got them in. I haven't killed anything with them yet, but there there's some people doing it. Uh, but yes, I would. <laughs> that that's like a pipe dream right now. But a fixed head system first. But but there's also you know some there's some wide cut heads that fly amazingly like the iron wheel wide. Um, and it's like, 
man, that's almost as big a cut as your mechanical. It's not going to fail. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly right. So, the collar is not going to keep it from opening, you know, <laughs> or or something yeah. crazy. I, I I hate seeing those pictures of different broadheads that didn't. Sure. You know, collar intact around the blades and just never. But anyway, well, man, we're. We're, we're coming up on an hour, and uh, I really appreciate you coming on. I feel like we have just barely scratched the surface of everything yeah. that goes into Vector Arrows and uh, everything sure. that you guys are doing. So really looking forward to hopefully having you on again. I'd love to talk yeah, more in detail, especially when uh, some of these products start to get to the point where you can uh, share a little bit more. So um, I'd love to do that. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Hey, are you still hunting? Sounds awesome. Are you still hunting, or are you done? Man, I I have hardly hunted this year oh, um, because okay. of Vector. Yeah. So it was, you know. That's what you get for starting a company so you can hunt more. Now you hunt I know, less. right? And uh, <laughs> yeah, helping everybody else be successful. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it's been a great year, man. Uh, I'll probably try to get out for some some does uh, in the next couple of days. But yeah, I guess I'm still hunting a little bit. But it's zero degrees outside right now. So yep. Um, I, I think I'm going to go hunting, but then when the time comes, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Well, man, if you yeah, get what out, about you? Uh, well, you know, I, I got out for the holiday hunt and, uh, mm. I saw zero deer, the field filled up with geese and I'm thinking, what am I doing? <laughs> like, what am I even doing here? Yeah. Um, but I, I filled my buck uh, tag back in November. So cool. I, I'm just not mad enough at the does to get out there when it's this cold. Yeah. You know, sure. Like you get just, some meat in the freezer, pressure's off. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. And yeah, I've burned, I'm, I've burned up that time with the wife too. You know, it's like, dude, I hear you. It's uh, it's a challenge to juggle cause it does just take so much time. Oh, yeah. um, I'm, I kind of keep saying at this point, if I'm going to hunt, I have to get out of town. Um, I have to get away from vector and get away from family and, that's kind of how it has to happen. So we've got broadheads to test, um, in we'll have, you know, we'll have them in hand any day here. First, first round of usable prototypes. So taking those to Texas a couple times over the next couple months to shoot pigs and other stuff. So that'll be fun. We've got, uh, got a lot of testing to do. We want to, you know, we, we have, we have stuff to sell. So it's like, let's take the time to make this an over delivery, you know, with, with any products to come. We want to, we want people to look at them and be like, how are you doing this at that price point? Like that's the whole goal. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Well, I'm so, wondering that already looking at you guys, like, like I'm already wondering that. that. I mean, I, I bought some arrows last year and, and uh, you know, a guy built them for me for basically nothing. But for what I paid for these arrows, I'm like, man, I could have, typed in this little algorithm and just boop arrows show up at my door and it's been a lot more painless of a process. So anyway, well, man, good luck to you, uh, out doing some, um, doing some of your testing. I feel so sorry for you that you have to head down to Texas where it's warmer and shoot a bunch of animals. Um, Oh yeah. So if, if people want to find out more, if they want to research vector a bit more, where should they go? Vectorcustomshop.com. Um, and if you have questions, hit us up on Instagram at vector arrows um, or shoot an email to info at vector And that'll be routed to somebody who can get you a good answer on whatever questions you have. Awesome. Including tuning. We've been able to fix a lot of tuning issues for people just remotely. Um, so yeah, I know, I know Ben loves to get those questions and about rests and getting your broad broadheads to fly right and all that stuff. I mean, Again, it's a, it's a jungle of information. So um, we'd like to get that all, all that info into videos and stuff. And we'll create a lot more content this year around that, that stuff. But yeah, getting there. Got to get caught up here. That's right. One thing at a time. How to operate smoothly first. <laughs> <laughs> all right, buddy. Well, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. You too. Take care. And that's all for this week's episode of the Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast. Big thanks to Isaac 
Uh, it was great having him on. Can't wait to have him on again very, very soon to talk about some of the cool things coming out from Vector Custom Shop for 2022. If you uh, don't already or haven't already, head over to VectorCustomShop.com. Check out their uh, arrow calculator. And uh, yeah, get yourself set up with some arrows for next year. Get practicing with them right now so you can be as confident as you can be in your system by next fall. So, all right, that's all. Make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. Follow along with us on Instagram. Be on the lookout for more good stuff to come from us here at the Wisconsin Sportsman. And until next time, get outside and enjoy the incredible resource that is ours as Wisconsin Sportsman.